0: Hi Cat. Hey Don. Open up my window to substitute outside. Hi Sophie. Hey. Stokers how's everybody oh my god we haven't been recording (laughs) since uh, it's been almost a month yeah we had one or two in the hopper before we actually had to take a break right so much has happened yeah there's no more baseball who won baseball who won the series are you fucking kidding Me? me? no who won the nationals oh was i right yes i ah. called it the night before the game seven I had no interest in baseball we did a crowd cast and i put it on the instagram story oh, I, that uh i asked you who would win and you said the nationals and i said oh <laughs> and you know what? there are things i'm not right about the sexier baby if you're having a baby i'm always wrong dad no. was always right with that dad was always right and do you know before he I'm died sp- he told me the secret what's the secret
1: ugliness the God, ugly t- nose
0: it told me I was ugly when I had Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was like, can I just say that you said I was going to have a boy or have a girl? Well, I didn't. I didn't. It's on did. the, no, <laughs> no, I you did You know what?
0: It's on our episode, Psychic Annie. Yeah. It's on that episode. I knew We you all a, felt boys. We all knew, I knew oh. a boy because he came to me in my room and said, I need to say hi to you guys.
1: And I mm-hmm. said, You're gonna have you a boy said, and he needs yo, to. Gabba be. Gabba. Said, well, g-. as soon as I saw the pregnancy test, I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm a mother of a son. I knew. <laughs> I reason. knew I was like, it's a boy. I was like, <laughs> Oh Well, man. at
0: this age, even if he was born a girl, we still wouldn't know that he wasn't yeah, a boy. It's so it's so, so like, let us know at five. It's the what is is. Yeah. It's like we well, you know they know what it is. But he's Oh, he's such a cutie. He's such a cutie. I know. Oh, that baby. He just helped heal my headache. He did. He put his finger on your nose and he went the crystal on my head. (laughs) He's (laughs) He's watching you. He does watch me do stuff. Yeah, on Patreon when (laughs) you do the let's (laughs) do a dance. He does that. It's very cute. And he picks a card without destroying it. He does it. And he shows it to the camera. (laughs) He's so cute. It's very funny. Listen, he's in training. Listen, in five years, it could be Nico's podcast. It, it, it Probably. There's actually, you know, there's a little the kid. The sisters are... Not, you know who's, who's my podcast... My grandma and aunt and <laughs> Mimi. Grandma and Mimi. You know you know whose podcast I want to produce? Who? And he, she doesn't even have time to listen to the podcast. Who? It's our friend Jacqueline's daughter, Reagan. Oh, my God. Reagan, she, she's... I think she's four. And I, she, it should be called... She's I, the boss of everybody. That's what it should be called. Boss of everybody. The everyone. boss of everybody. <laughs> She really is. And I kept saying, I'm just going to... just put her on the mic. The day, the week she was born, and I held her. You get those eyebrows. I was like, oh, she's got no fucking time. She's she no a time. Baby. She hated being a baby. Sophie was like that.
1: No. Sophie, Sophie no. Was, no. Sophie, Sophie was, was sweet. Adorable she was adorable
0: But she just, she didn't want to be a kid. She always wanted to be older than when she was. She wanted was. to be a Barbie doll. <laughs> and older and, at and look at she's, <laughs> she's looking, just looking at, at, right at now, Barbie she's looking at stuff on so YouTube so still. Glad you glad we're paying You're paying attention to us. We're talking about things. Ring, it. she's so adorable. Anyway, so Nico show. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I think I am I think I am uh, subconsciously making him my um protege. Uh, yes, that's the word. I knew you had no idea <laughs> what I you idea. were going <laughs> to say. You just you just gestured with your hand on the podcast. <laughs> So that all the (laughs) listeners out there have no idea. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. We have so much to talk about. Okay. We... Go ahead. I'm not... It is a podcast. We do talk about things. I usually do guide the conversation. We've only been three minutes and 43 seconds into this. And apparently uh, you're already impatient. I am so impatient. I, you know, I went Italian today getting my car done. I was I just like. You, separately from Henry today. I mean, Mercury's in retrograde. It is. It's in Scorpio. Oh, and you witnessed arguing in your car dealership with and the staff. And I don't staff, like that. And so did Henry. That Henry just came. Oh, back. Oh, that's right. There was domestics. Henry, Henry just came back, and apparently it's a family-owned business, and they lost his keys. And the f- owner, the father, was. went ballistic on the daughter, and apparently they were throwing things at each other. And Henry was trying to be like, "It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I can He's fix like, it. It's okay." He was trying to, he was trying to like quell the argument. And I'm i my voice. <laughs> and, <laughs> Excuse and, me. And then separately, I went to go get my car done because it's got to get fixed for the winter or set for the winter, and the energy was off, and I told the manager, the energy's different, and I don't like it. You know, first of all, I don't think they understood when I said energy was off, but they were arguing. I was like, I love taking my car in. I love doing car things. I like to sit there. I like to make it happen. I love... The feeling of people buying cars, looking at cars, and then hearing people be happy. It wasn't like that. And I was like, this was the most unpleasant experience I've had. And I really enjoy I take the day off so I can do this. Yeah, that is a dad thing. It's such a dad thing. <laughs> it was a huge event taking his car <laughs> to be serviced. Yes, it's a huge, it's a he day. He would never like during a lunch hour, forget it. No, no it's it a day. It was an event. It's an event. It's a day. I Again, get, and then there'd be vacuuming. And then I, there'd be, I remember being a little kid and dad turtle waxing. Yeah. The station wagon with the dents in it. Yeah, because he just liked the. I just that's me. I love doing yeah. that. Yeah, and I didn't like the energy. They were bickering. They were complaining. It was two hours to do it, which was fine. The parking was terrible. I mean, I am not a complainy person, but if I'm paying and I and I want to have a good experience, I'm going to tell you I didn't have a good experience. So my Italian was up, and then Henry separately had an issue, and he was nicer. He was trying to de-escalate. <laughs> I was escalating. <laughs> Oh, it is weird that it both it happened. It makes me like not want to go. Outside I don't think you anymore. should. I don't think you should go where. Get outside, your, outside no. anymore, anywhere. But I do. I have to. Go we have back things to do. To visit a friend. We have things to do. We have things to do. Yeah. So. All right, Miss Miss Impatience. What I wanted to talk about Halloween. Oh, you did? Yeah. I wanted to tell you the story about Halloween. I'm a lady now. I have a title now. So. The, the community, not the community. What do you call it? The neighborhood. The neighborhood. <laughs> what, you what do you call it? The neighborhood. The neighborhood. The cluster we, of houses. The, the, the group of people that live in the same block. The group of structures. <laughs> we, a gaggle of dwellings. <laughs> a gaggle oh. of dwellings. So we haven't had a trick-or-treater. In, we had one trick-or-treater in three years. And you scared it. Henry did with a clown hat. Scared the kid away. Yeah. And we had all this candy that I had and we can't have candy in the house because it just can't. And so I didn't buy any candy this year because I'm like, there's going to be no trick-or-treaters. There's no point, right? And then Henry was like, well, I got a dollar. He was so dead. I got a dollar. I'll give him a dollar if there's somebody comes. So he takes out singles and puts it on the side just in case. So this year I had a, par- um, somebody had a party um, and they're listening and it was awesome. In the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, which I never have parties on Halloween. So we, we have- know because only the Oliva twins come. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we we put we closed off the porch, so we have this amazing new spirit room. You guys saw some pictures on it, and so Henry put LED lights, so it's like a purple, like has neon purple and all LED kind lights of- that change. Yeah, they change, mm-hmm. so you can see it from the outside. So while they were having the party, and then they would come over and have a reading and then go back to so the house. one at a time. One at a time, they somebody would come was coming over, you were doing readings, and then right. they would go back. So that's what okay. It was. So that's, I just want to say, yeah. technically, that's not a party. For me, it's that's a That's par- you sitting in a quiet room <laughs> and people coming at you one at a time. Unless you're a dominatrix, it's really not a great time. I'm just saying it's not a party. I had a a party. It was a party for me. It was just it wasn't by myself and the Oliva Twins. There were people coming over. It was great. Okay. Yes. So it was phenomenal. It was a really great time. And then I realized like all of a sudden like somebody's ringing the doorbell. And I was like, what the hell? And so I go out and there's trick-or-treaters and I have nothing. And I'm like, oh my god, There's there was like four kids and all I had were my crystals out like a <laughs> store. And I said, uh, come on in, you can choose a crystal. And they were First like... First of all, you're that's fucking weird. Well, that's all I had. That's all I had. <laughs> so I don't want to disappoint the kids. So they come in and they were so excited. They were so excited. The fact that they knew what the crystals were made me excited. And I said, well, what kind do you want? And then so I gave them a rose quartz. And then I gave one kid a hematite or whatever. And then the one girl, the older girl, was like, oh, my God, can I have a rose quartz? Because, Sophie, what's the name of that show?
1: Steven Universe. Steven
0: Universe, which I had no idea, is a show on Nickelodeon. I don't know those two words I together. I don't know. What's Steve the Universe? Um, St-
1: explain it's Steve. It's
0: Steven Universe? It's Steve, Steve the Universe. No, Steven Universe. It's Steven, it's Steven in the Universe. No, Steven it's Steven has a universe. No, it's
1: Steven Universe. It's Uranus. It's Steven has Cart- Uranus. Cartoon Network. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Crystal Gems are a team of magical beings who are self-appointed guardians of the universe. Half oh. human, half gem. He- Hero Steven is the little brother of the group. And i that's in quotes. Um, the goofball is learning to save the world using the magical powers that comes that's from, his belly, that's totally that comes that from his belly button. That's totally you. That comes from his belly button. That's totally me? Um, I love that. I'm Steve Universe. Wait, pause. You know, Kathy
0: once cried immensely when she walked in on Dad going to the bathroom when she was four, and she was crying so much because she was like. He, she asked Dad if it hurt when he peed out his belly button. Just saying.
1: Ew! <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear that
0: story either. Uh, you were very upset. You were like, "Does it hurt?" <laughs> Mom was like, "Hurt what? What are you talking about?"
1: What do I know? It came
0: out the belly button. Uh,
1: wow. He goes on magical adventures with the rest of the ch- crystal gems, even though he's not as powerful or smart oh, as fellow group all members. Track. It's all <laughs> tracks. Garnet, <Shut> <laughs> Garnet, Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl. Despite oh. his shortcomings, I just think Stephen- isn't that January, February? April, I don't April's know. diamond.
0: Oh, April's diamond. It might be January for, because
1: January. January's garnet, February's really amethyst. But here's the thing. Yeah,
0: the rose quartz is is the is okay. So steep. I'll tell the story. i right, no, go I'll ahead, tell Sorry. the story. Okay. All
1: right. I'm a huge Steven Universe fan. Oh, um, uh, Just she letting loves you know. Me. She loves me. And I Aww. also, I mean, I'm also just a huge Cartoon Network fan. Yeah, period. I am too. Um, like Adventure Time. But Steven Universe I is like soft and pas- pastelli and it's sweet and it's lovely and mm-hmm. it's nice to watch. Um, so the Crystal Gems, the magical beings who are guardians of the universe, was a team of um, five. And one of them was... Um, Sorry, I'm good. One of them was Rose, Rose Quartz. And Rose Quartz passed away. <gasps> and oh Rose oh. Quartz had a baby with a human. Before they passed away? Uh, I hope before. so. Yeah, okay. I'm telling well, you wrong. Right. I'm telling I'm It's okay. weird. I'm getting distracted. We- okay. Okay. So they were a group of gems, they were saving the universe. One of them <laughs> happened to. <laughs> What? Let, let her finish. I, it's
0: just funny. Out of context. I don't let have her, a context. so Let her so it's finish. Funny. She'll let her
1: try. Okay. One of them got pregnant by a human and had a baby. It, was this on Adult Swim? No. This oh. is a you is Listen. Listen.
0: Humans Linda, having sex? Linda. With listen. I'm, Linda, sure, <laughs> they weird. I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure they didn't see the human beings, humping They're okay? crystal beings.
1: Okay. The, the human was not humping a crystal on the cartoon. Go ahead. Anyway, she got pregnant. She had Steven. And then she passed away, Aww. and then the group took him over, and he kind of took her spot in helping save the universe. How awesome! So, so they they, love- they have each other, and so backstory when i told mom this story over dinner she cried so <laughs> hard because she's like that's why they love the rose quartz that's, that's why they dad. love the rose quartz i gave, so them, you gave yeah. them rose quartz
0: and they all flipped out because they were like of that's steven steve universe. universe's mom. mom
1: it's his mom that's dead so, so you know mom it's
0: wait again is steven universe steve the universe
1: steven Universe. even Universe, but I don't know if that's his, you know, God-given last name, but or here's just the thing. name of the thing.
0: You know, in in mainstream, not everybody really has has courts has, has I was going to say has, has, has sex with crystal beings. <laughs> I understand. Not on a regular. Not on a regular. Not on a regular. <laughs> not on a regular. <laughs> but the yeah. the interesting part is that I, what I what I realized is like they were so excited because I don't think a lot of lot of Families or people have access to crystals. Yeah,
1: they don't really know they the connection. This is our world. Them, this is
0: our world. I mean, crystals are just a, mm-hmm. a part of our life, but not everybody has it. So these kids are like, "Oh my God, there really is a oh My rose God, this lady knows this. Yeah. So apparently, I don't know what the hell happened after that. We had ten more kids <laughs> coming, wanting to get crystals. I think I had forty dollars worth of crystals out of this house. I should <laughs> just bought the fucking candy. And I'm like they were so excited and so that the father fa- there was a father that was standing there and he's like he's like we don't usually come down this neighborhood but your room was kind of calling us oh uh-huh. i said okay I don't, I don't know i don't know if i was an alarm or not but i was yeah. like that's rose quartz oh rose quartz is so beautiful we have to put that on there oh that looks like a drag queen that looks like lady bunny in pink oh. they all look like drag queens they're, they beautiful. Like drag queens. they're beautiful they're beautiful so um, anyway, so my room apparently was calling people to come. That's my room. Apparently, brings people in. Mm. So I thought that was very fascinating and exciting. So next year, I don't think I could give out candy. I think I have to have a thing of crystals. <laughs> I think I'm the crystal you know lady. You should, you should make like little goodie bags.
1: I am gonna do that. <laughs> you see, like adults lining up who listen to the <laughs> podcast next year. They're like, um, would universe? love that."
0: <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. That was my Halloween. It was actually really, it was like one of the best Halloweens I've had in a long time. Right. Although I do. It rained so much on my end. It did rain. I, You know, I do love dressing up like Merlin. So I did take Merlin out again. Yeah. And then Henry was King Arthur and we did our paint I real, out. I really feel like, <laughs> take this, please, from a sincere place of love. <laughs> no, it's not. There's 365 days from Halloween to Halloween. Yeah. And if you could just take maybe one, maybe two, to like practice an English accent. (laughs) You know what? I am really good at Instead the English like acting Remember the so Slavic? Long? No, I don't know why. When I put him on, when I put the outfit on, I immediately go to Russian. I don't know why. It's,
1: it's the character.
0: It's the character. I can't. There's do so much wrong with it. I can't. I, can do I didn't even watch accent. it because it bugged me so much. I, I don't care. You need if you watch to work it. on Listen, it. Listen, no. You know what? People get joy out of it. You don't get joy out of me, Don. You get really? Do people know? get joy out of it? They do. Everybody comments had a and ball. by everybody They're- you mean like Debbie. <laughs> Like who? Debbie counts. Lee? Debbie, Debbie, thank you for laughing. Lee? De- yes, thank you for laughing. Lee, thank you for laughing. I'm thank laughing, you for laughing, mom. <laughs> Everybody has, listen, I can't be perfect like that. But the English accent, I could do the English When I ask for salami, I have no trouble. Yes, inappropriately. Inappropriately. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Accents. But when I put that Merlin outfit on, I don't know why. I just, Russian comes out. I can't, that's just who I am, Don, Except me. Take me as I am because I can't stay long. Oh, my God. We're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just want to smack you. <laughs> we need a break. Feel better? I didn't feel bad before. <laughs> you will. <laughs> <laughs> Your blazer eyes, definitely. <sighs> so, um, we need to address. It's not an elephant in the room by any means. We just need to, um, address our absence. Yeah. I feel it necessary. Um, yeah. If before we took a break, uh, we thought we wouldn't be missed. We were really wrong. We were messed. So here's what happened on my end. We recorded a podcast and kind of put it in the hopper to be um, released. And we already had AJ's in the hopper ready to go. But then that day, that afternoon, um, you had a crisis happen. It was a trauma Mm -hmm. experience. And after that, we decided that we just needed you particularly mm-hmm. us yeah to deal with it on an emotional level yeah and we felt it would be inauthentic mm-hmm. if we had stuck to our schedule and released we were we held on to the conversation with aj right which was great um but we didn't really want to put it out there like everything's it was fine yeah, joy it was like and a- then uh promote it and instagram about it etc so we just kind of sat on it and you know, you explained to our Patreon circle um, who were in the know, who have a personal relationship with us that, listen, we need to take a break. You know, Sophie did the card of the day one day and you yeah. when you were able to address people. Yeah. And we just needed to retreat and we needed to heal and we needed to face um the trauma as a family, and we couldn't be authentically excited about the podcast, but we also didn't feel that it was appropriate to wear our hearts on our sleeve either. No, no, no. And create kind of an emotional drama. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we decided to just like chill. And it just so happens that this was happening on the heels of an enormously happy anticipated wedding of our closest cousin. Right. So we also had that. It It was was like slam dunk. It was was slam dunking. Yeah. It was slam dunking. So we um, kind of between that and then dealing with um, family stuff and traveling and things, we really took, it was like more than two weeks before we actually posted the AJ uh, episode. And... Um once we finally could and we could authentically um ins- be inspired by right. it and promote right. it you know we kind of came back but we still didn't have to record for another two weeks because we had those two because then we had the crow right episode also so we actually had a break so it was basically a month that we pulled back but before we um Posted the AJ, there were definitely people like, oh my God, when are you coming back? I know, it's amazing. It's so grateful. Like, I I just, you know, sometimes you don't, it usually happens that you don't know how much you appreciate something that's not there when it's not there or like what you need. Like, that's like what we do with people. Like, we don't, we don't, like, sometimes we, we miss them when they're not there. We don't realize that we miss them. Yeah. And, and that's the feeling I got. And it was really beautiful. The amount of support, we'll talk right. about what happened, but the amount of support that was pouring in was something that I normally probably would not have done was ask for help. Uh, the situation that happened with Donovan, I, I would have probably isolated myself and then probably just cut everything off and and just, you know, just just isolate myself. And this time I had to kind of, Walk the talk. No. <laughs> do you, are you saying that to be spiteful? No. Isn't it talk the you walk? You walk the walk. You walk the walk. I think you talk the talk. The talk. You walk the the walk. walk. I was walking the walk. What talk do you walk? That makes no sense. Zero sense. just, oh my God, you're so hard on me. So hard. I, I swear say. to God, if it's been six times <laughs> I've told you that expression, <laughs> okay. It's been a hundred. So then you tell me the seventh time. So. I just did. Oh, uh, so this, the, the one thing that we talk about on the podcast is mental health and meant this is a conversation. I think that the stigma around mental health is saddening. It's hardship. It's, you know, every single one of us is impacted by our, by ourselves having a mental illness or somebody we love and care about. And mm-hmm. if anybody says that they don't, then I don't think they're telling the truth that we all have something. And you know, when we talk about Donovan and, and his past and his, uh, his, you know, bipolar, his duly diagnosed, intellectually challenged self that he has to live with, you know, it, it's, it's a never-ending, it's just a never-ending process. It's a never-ending um, hardship sometimes. And this was just, I think, the most difficult time I've had in 17 years with him. And it's hard to talk about because it's unless you've been through it, I don't know if you'd understand, you know, and the more that I talked about it, the more people started sharing their stories with their children who have mental illness and being in that situation. And I was really surprised because I've isolated myself. Mm -hmm. I'm in a small community when I talk about it. And, um, so it's kind of been a really amazing journey and a sad journey and a insightful journey. And, you know, in the beginning of October, I felt like he was off in August and I had told them, um, I told the facility that he was, he was at, that something was off. He had been really like really angry at me and been really targeting me and I take him out. I take him out at least once a week. He comes home every other weekend. He comes home on holidays. I mean, I do my best to try to support him um, in his residential placement. Um, And he came home on vacation. He was fine. At the end of August, he was fine. We figured it out. Um, So we were... So in the beginning of October, we were in... The parking lot of his favorite restaurant took him out for a day visit and he misinterpreted all it was was he misinterpreted that i wasn't bringing him home because i had something i had to do and he misinterpreted it and i was like no 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 and i like i'm trained in tci which is therapeutic crisis intervention i'm certified in skip i'm certified you know i'm a parent uh, counselor i'm all these things and i did everything right i put my hands up i had my defense stance i tried I had my small car I have a small car and he got in the car and he was laughing and he was like oh my god I'm so dramatic mom and I was like it's okay Donovan I can see how you can misinterpret that like I'm trying to like you know kind of distract him and he pounded his hand he started pounding the dashboard really hard and I was like okay it's that looks like you're really upset he gets out of the car, slams the door, walks to the main the main street, which has a lot of traffic in it, and you can't chase him. You, you're, you, the safety plan is you can't chase him because he'll just run more. So I stayed in the car. He walked around. He picked up a rock, and he threw the rock at the windshield. He cracked the windshield. I got out of the car, and... I looked at him and I was like, okay, Donovan, looks like you're really upset. I could tell he, his eyes turned black. I could tell he was going manic and he came over to me and he pushed me down. I called 911. He just lost it. Mm -hmm. And so I had to walk away from, I had to, I went around the other side of the car and he ended up uh, strangling me. Yeah. While choking you, he didn't strangle you because you're still here. Right. But he, but he was, was he was choking you. me and in for, a headlock for a while and I started losing my breath and it was and then yeah. out of nowhere out of nowhere was this guy who was in a target uniform looking like Santa Claus and his name was Pat. And I know he's not listening to this podcast, but if anybody knows a man named Pat that looks like Santa Claus, that's a fireman, I gotta find out who this guy is. And he looks at me and I start pounding. I was pounding, like asking for help, was pounding the car. And he said, and he obviously was listening because he called him Donovan. And he was like, Donovan, you know, I heard him with Donovan. I know you're upset. And I don't know how he did it. Before I knew it, he was in between me and Donovan. I was on the ground. And then police came. And luckily, the police um, were kind. i I think we've had a few, in, few interactions with the police and, and sometimes it hasn't been very good, uh, because, you know, uh, but I always, I know to say that this is a psychiatric emergency and my child has special needs and, you know, mm-hmm. they're prepared for that. And they did a phenomenal job, um, with me and Donovan and, uh, I usually can handle, I usually handle these situations like a pro, like a champ, I I just couldn't come back from it. I just was shaking like I just can't I can't do it anymore. I was like I can't I can't be hurt anymore. I can't I don't I don't I know he's my son, but I just you already yeah. have PTSD with the asshole that used to do that to you. And Donovan, this is this is not the first thing with Donovan, but it's just it was just different cuz he's yeah. getting so big. Mm. And I just got really traumatized and um they were like we think he has to go to the hospital. And I was like, yeah, but not in an ambulance. Put him in the back of the car. Put him back in the police car. He's got to know he can't do this, you know. And the police were surprised. And I was like, he's, I, I can't let the situation go in vain. He doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's, he's, he, he doesn't know at the moment what he's doing. I'm like, we have to teach him. And so they, he was, ended up co- being calm and he got transferred to the hospital. Here's the, here's the situation I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about how our how broken down our mental health system is. Is that my son was taken to the hospital? He had his clothes he had his clothes stripped down. He couldn't have laces. He had to be in a in a plain room, which there's nothing but padded room with like no doors on it. A blanket that's all he's allowed. A blanket and one sheet. Not even a pillow. He can't even have a pillow. Mm-hmm. And. They were like, okay, the the situation was so dire that we had to find hospitalization for him. He was there for six days. He was in the emergency room for six days. My son, little Donovan, I don't care, he's always my little Donovan, 17 years old, special needs, And it wasn't like that. And you know what I have to say? It wasn't that the hospital was the hospital did everything they could. They had administrators trying to get hospitals. Yeah. There was no hospital that would take him. And they were amazing. Albany, Westchester, Rockland, Schenectady. Everywhere. They wouldn't take them. They wouldn't take them. They wouldn't take them. They won't take special needs. They wouldn't take special needs. And Donovan knew. He said to me, he's like, Aunt Donna, I'm on a mission to find out why I do this. I know my medication's wrong. Right. And the psychiatrist doesn't, you know, he wanted to see a different psychiatrist and, um, yeah, he knows. He knows. And so I was, I was a wreck and he, but he's targeting me. It's like, he's targeting me because I'm the closest person to him. And he's been, he's been kind of on the verge of this. And I explained this, like, you know, we, uh, you know, some of my friends, closer friends and I, we teach parenting, we teach, you know, mental health with families and we do all this, act, act, you know, um, we're, what do you call it, activists in, 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 mm-hmm. in the system. And it's like we always so say that, you know, we don't, have, we don't have children that have casserole disease. Where, yeah. you know, if God forbid, which yeah. I, you know, I'm not committed, but if my kid, God forbid had cancer, yeah. I'd probably have hundreds of thousand dollars on GoFundMe yeah. and I'd probably have it all taken care of. Yeah. And I'd probably have a lot more, but you, but once you say that your kid has, is mentally ill, it's like you have the plague. Nobody's bringing you a casserole. Nobody's yeah. bringing you things. And and it's just like it's not that I'm asking for that. I'm not saying I want that. It's just that in the in the 17 years we've been doing this, it just you think that it get it should be get easier or the the progress in the system should get better and it's not. It's getting worse. And it's frustrating and sad. My kid was not able to get his medical needs met. And he had to sit there because he wasn't safe. And I'm going to say where I'm going to say Devereaux foundation is all over New York state. I'll just say that. And they were the champions in the situation because I had so much guilt because I couldn't see him. I, I couldn't see him because he was still targeting me. Like how long can I get, you know, targeted? How long can I get beat up? How long can you take things out on me? It's like, it takes a toll. Yeah, and you have all these conflicting feelings because you want to be there and hold him and tell him you love him. And he wants that. He responds to it, but then he doesn't know how to process the other emotions he has equally. Like, you're frustrated, you're sad. He's frustrated, he's sad. You have a healthy outlet on how to express that. He doesn't have that. It's a chemical imbalance. He doesn't have that. It's not an emotional trauma response. It is, he just can't do that. I often say to people, it's like this. I feed you a ham sandwich and I say, don't digest that sandwich. You put that sandwich in your body, don't digest it. Right. Your body's going to digest it because it's chemically programmed to do that. And it's like that with mental illness. So Donovan doesn't know how to process his sad, his frustrated, his angry. He only lashes out and unfortunately lashes out on the people, uh, you know, you who are closest. I get that. And so you have these conflicting feelings where you want to be with him and show him that and you can tell him that you're sad and tell him that it's not okay, etc. But unfortunately, he expresses his negative feelings physically in a violent way because he doesn't have another way. And the medications that he's on help quell that, but there's always weird side effects and hormones and he's growing and there's so many other outside factors that um, it's a constant state of adjustment right now. I'm hoping that when he gets into adulthood, that we'll be able to find that magic cocktail recipe. But you never know because also there's no long-term studies on a lot of the chemicals that they're giving him, Big Pharma. Um, You know, the bottom line is my heart's is torn up. Yeah. My My heart is just broken because... I'm grieving the loss of the normalcy that we had. Okay. Right. So in the beginning, It wasn't normal. Right. You got friend. used to your new <laughs> Not, normal. This is a new normal. It's and like, I, you I, grieve. I, in the beginning, you grieve the loss of a perfect child. Like when you have a special needs kid or when you have a kid that has some kind of special need, whether it's medical, physical, emotional, um, you grieve that loss of the expectation you had of what your kid was going to look like when, he, when they grew up. You, you think about them, you know. With a big back with a backpack, going to school and yeah. doing your homework together, and, and, a, you know, and going to a, a soccer birthday game party and birthday parties. Like we've never been able to give him a birthday party with other kids and loud and. You know, normal, right? And so, but quote then, quote we finally figured out, like, okay, this is this is now our normal. Yeah, this is what and we this, can is, do. this is what we yeah. can do. And we, there was some joy in that. There was some joy in figuring out these puzzles. And then you you think that as he as he gets older, it gets easier in Does some it. way because it's just something that you're just accustomed to. And raising an institutionalized child is not easy because there has to be a balance of understanding his safety needs and your safety and my safety needs. And I, I wouldn't have thought I, you know, it's like, and, and the, the, the interesting part about this, this whole thing is, you know, I had to make very difficult, I had to make a very difficult decision that's harder on me than it is on him about the new normal. One day, you know, one day I'm fine. The next I'm not, it's, it's not a spiritual, this is, has nothing to do with spirituality, no, it, I like I, I can't hold. There's no meditation or no connection to spirit that's going to help me with my broken heart. It's like this human experience. I think is one of the most um, for me because everybody has their story. Everybody's yeah. got a story. Oh my yeah. god. I know, you know, there's yeah. no comparison pain is there's no comparison to pain, you know? And I, and I want to clarify that, but for my life and my path, for what I've have personally have been through, and I've been through quite a, quite a bit that this is something that you can't really explain unless you kind of been through it. And it's hard. I thought it was hard to find other people who went through it and, and, but I'm realizing that more and more parents, uh, caregivers, and siblings, and have gone through a lot like this, and and we need I and I and I'm frustrated because I, I feel like I, I know I can make a difference in some way, and I'm not doing enough. I never feel like I'm doing enough. Well, first of all, you have to stop that. You would tell if I to, if I said that sentence to you, what would you say to me? I feel like I haven't done enough well (laughs) (laughs) you would say Uh, i would probably you're doing what you can you're doing the best you you can can. with what you have yeah and it's a journey it's a process you're never going to get to the end right Mm -hmm. right now um right now you're actually part of a class action suit um advocating for donovan who Unfortunately, took Risperdal yeah. at the tender age of six he or was something, five. five or six. He was five, and, and he had he has gynecomastia right. with mass. He has he has mass yeah. in his breast, yeah, which could he can have breast cancer, yeah. And oh, so we're why don't part you of slam that. This kid? Why don't you just give him more? And on top of that, you, we started that class action, p- being part of that at what age? Eleven. Yeah, it's, it's 2014. We started. Okay, and fourteen. So that's a process right it's taken a long time you've advocated for him you're taking all of the steps and you you don't know you don't know exactly what you can do but all you know is that you're doing it right and we all don't know we don't know what our potential is in any situation we just have to keep moving forward and we just have to deal with today and today you're telling your story yeah yeah okay. I, yeah so I think there's it's important i so think it's important i know the story sophie knows this story and now at least one other person out there knows your story right and maybe that is going to help someone else in that situation mm-hmm. and so on and so on and so on that fabergé commercial from the 70s right you just have to keep moving forward be your authentic self take your time with the journey and don't judge yourself. Every single parent, I'm not a parent, but I know a lot of them and I hear it all the time. They always think they could be doing something better. They could be feeding their kids better. They could be not sleeping as much. They could be like, name it. Every parent says "I, I should do blank better. They all have that. And everyone's journey is their own and you can't judge yourself. You got it. You've got to just allow yourself if you're like, I, you were, I remember, you know, when this all happened and you were like, oh my God, we have to do this for the podcast. We have to, I'm like, no, we don't, no, we don't, we don't have to do anything. The only person that you risk letting down is yourself. And the only way you can let yourself down is not allowing yourself to be authentic in whatever it is, authentically sad, authentically angry, authentically hopeful, authentically um, determined. And you just have to get to that place. So you have to stop that language right now. And 2020 Hindsight's 2020 you know one of the things you said to me on the phone when this was all, you know going to you said this is the worst and I said no it's not you think it's the worst because you don't have anything to compare it to but I remember when he was a toddler and being told he should see a psychiatrist at three do you remember that yeah I remember that day like it was yesterday yeah sitting and talking to a psychiatrist for a three-year-old who's supposed to be, and he's happy. Right. He, he had happy moments. I just yeah. was looking at old home movie stuff. He had happy moments, yeah, but his bad moments were so bad. so bad. And having to talk about that and that ride home, we cried on the way home. This is the worst. We thought it was the worst until at five years old, they told you what? He couldn't come home with you. Right. He had to go to the hospital. And you. what did you say then? That's the worst. Yeah. And I really think you had a little mental break around that time. Yeah. I, I was just telling Donovan and I were talking. Actually, Donovan and I were talking about that when I went to go see him. And I said, he remembers. He's like, I remember, Mom, you you parked the car in front of my window at the hospital and you didn't leave. Right. And I said, I know. And you thought that was I was like Sharon Mask. They knew my name. (laughs) (laughs) Like I had a couch that had my name on it. Yeah. And it but it was like Because you did the best you could and by, by being as present as you could, even with those parameters and boundaries. That was the best you could do, know, and I, you always felt you could have done better. You can't. You have to do what I, you can and the with point, the resources you have. I understand the point that the difference now is I can't park in front right. of right. I can't park my car. I but have to you leave know what? him. I can't. But you know what? I that's that's what's killing me. But it's he's no longer a child, right? So we have to redefine, just like, and then from child to preteen. That we thought that was the worst because his hormones were going crazy. And that's when he started really showing his violent behavior. And we would be on the phone. You would be crying. It's the worst. All of these transitions from, you know, baby to toddler, from toddler to child, child to tween, tween to teen. And now here we are, teen to adult. Each of these transitions felt like the worst. Because we didn't know how we could function as a family. Because there's no model. There's no. There's you, no model. There's no. You, there's no. There's not even like a fucking television show where you're like, oh, we could be <laughs> like those people. I think that, we should have a television. I think we <laughs> that, have a TV. You know, or it's a
1: like, podcast.
0: We <laughs> should have a podcast. But like, you know, there's nothing on TV about. Um, you know, that's not a normal thing to bring your, you know, screaming child to. Um, You know uh, an institution right and then leaving him there and then going out for dinner right because you have to still function as your own person in your own life it's it's either extreme it's if you see it in entertainment it's always like it's all encompassing and that's also part of the dialogue of like at that time so we're coping with this and there's nothing to be done. You couldn't go see him. No. And Devereaux, no. as you were saying, one of Amazing. the reasons why they were unsung is because they had a staff person with him 24 they were, 7. They were so incredible. Like, and I don't, men- I, I don't mention, I usually don't mention where he's at, but um, I, I want to, if anybody hears this, you know, I have, have to give kudos where kudos is. And I just they are my co-parents and I wouldn't have been able to make it through this because the difference in this was that I think a couple, I think a, a minute more, I wouldn't be here today. And that's the reality. The reality of why it's so traumatizing is that my life was on the line. I never felt like my life was on the line before. Cause I usually been able to, because he was young and I could take him down and do what I had to do. And, but he was just so big and, and that is what scared me is that one, you know, not even a minute, a second more. I don't know if I would be here on a podcast. I don't know if right. I'd be talking to you. I don't know. Right. And the perspective changed where I can't, I can't, I'm not, I'm not just Donovan's mom. Yeah. I'm also Sophie's mom. Right. And I'm also Nico's grandma. Nico's grandma. And I'm Donna's sister and I'm Henry's wife. And I, to think that I didn't make decisions to, for my own safety is very selfish and it, it was it was it's not it wasn't it's something that I've learned I had to learn right because I never took my life into account that I was that important and that I was important to other people and so it is my responsibility to not only keep myself safe my family safe but also society right and it's my responsibility, and that's what the point I was trying to make when he was in the hospital. I'm like, this is not just about me, but all the all the denial that kids got for medical care, and yeah. we have this violence. It's yeah. not the it's the guy. No, I'm not debating this. It is we have access to weapons. It's because of the mental health care fell through. Some of these kids who go through this don't have proper mental health care yeah and so it's my responsibility my kid is a weapon he was in public and he could have hurt this isn't like woulda coulda shoulda yeah yeah no i was a deflection of somebody standing behind me when he threw a huge rock that could have hurt somebody and i know that donovan would not have wanted to hurt somebody else right but yeah. I also yeah. don't want that responsibility yeah. that somebody out there gets hurt. I, There's yeah. so many perspectives I on know. this, stuff. I was trying to tell someone that I'm it would be so much easier to deal with on an emotional level if Donovan was just a fucking asshole, angry yeah. kid the yeah. whole time. The whole time. But what happens is he has these instances oh, he's a and then he of has life. immediate remorse. Oh, my God. Bring immediate your- immediate and he he weeps and he says, I need help. I don't want to do this. I can't do this. How am I a monster? Help me. I need to talk to a doctor. I don't want to be like this. And he has incredible incredible compassion. It's like it's in you know, <sighs> the universe creates balance. And as violent as he can be, he is fatally violent, he is equally full of compassion and love and remorse and and light and joy. And And that's the heartbreak. That is a heartbreak. We have, and we're constant one of the things that is so challenging to keep us, to try to keep us mentally and emotionally balanced is to constantly juggle and balance the, um, the dance of, relating to how severe the how severe the crisis is but also not get lost in it not allow that to be the narrative continue our lives the following week once it was determined that there was nothing for you to do we had we didn't have to we chose to be included in our family celebration of a wedding that was, we had a great time and we had to, as a family, consciously decide that day, we can't post pictures, mm-hmm. we're not putting it on social no. media, No, we're not texting our friends about what a great time we no. were having. And we did have a good time. I got drunk. But, it was but fantastic. There's, but there's this also this umbrella that you're like, oh, people will judge us. Oh, the stigma. I The right. stigma and not understanding that balance. I was petrified. I... But, you know, this is where the back story is, is that we were at day five and with the team of of uh, my co-parents, they they were very they were like, I think that you need to. Right. I was I was becoming um, I was I was not becoming well. Right, because I was I was you were so becoming emotionally catatonic. I it was terrible, and then I was like I there's I can't stay in the hospital. He was coming after me in the hospital. There's nothing else that I could possibly do, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna go away for a couple of days, and then when I come back, and he was safe, and he he was doing great. He went back, and he. He's doing okay. He's doing okay. He's doing you okay. You had a good meeting with new psychiatrist. Dealt with the fact that there wasn't resources. What do you do with the resources you have? And you're in the midst of creating the new normal. That's all we're doing. So and he's, you know, and right now I'm sending him a card every couple of days. I'm sending him presents in the mail. I went to see him yesterday. It was the first successful visit since the incident. Um, it was hard. I have to have staff there. I can't be alone with him. I right. can't be in the car. I can't be in public um, because the because it wasn't just an isolated incident. It wasn't like it was the first time. Mm-hmm. And the next time I might not be lucky and neither will he. Right. And it's a it's a chance I can't take. Right. And so we're, we're trying to figure Donovan and I are figuring out our new normal and what we're going to do. And um, he understands And he's now asking me, how are you doing today? Which is huge for him. And I tell him the truth. You know, today was a good day. Um, I didn't have a good day before. I was a little nervous seeing you. And he was like, let's talk about it. You know, he wants to. He doesn't understand that he's not coming home. Yeah. We had to tell him that he's unable to come for the holidays. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. He's my baby. Yeah. He's mine. He's all mine. And, um. He, he should have joyous with the family and he misses us, but we're going to create something fun. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Like I figured out everything else to right. make him. Right, right. And that's uh, the other thing. It's just figure out how to change it. It's not, it's, it's not a doomsday. It's a different day. And so I'm like, okay then we're going to create a room at, at Devereux that's going to be our party room. And on Thanksgiving, I'll go up in the morning and I'm going to make sure I have a good time with him. And then I still take it, still have fun with the family and we're going to figure it out. Yeah. And I think that the bottom line is that you can't compromise on safety. And that's a message that I I, I talk to parents and caregivers about is that, We excuse behavior because of the love that we have for our children, but you cannot compromise on safety, Yeah, and you can't compromise other people's safety. There are lots of times I knew Donovan was kind of on the borderline when we had family events, and he's gone off, and I have to say, everybody freeze. Yeah. And it scares you guys. It's not, it's not a comfortable thing and you shouldn't be put in that situation. Yeah. But I make an excuse because he's my son. Yeah. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. I feel that way about people who have um, like kind of crazy, violent alcoholics in their lives. Yeah. And you make excuses and you just work around, you work it, around it. It's typical but you don't think about you the can't safety do that. You cannot do of everybody involved. You can't. I am responsible for the safety right. of my family and the community. And yourself. And myself. Mostly yourself. And myself. And there's nothing and, and shameful and about that. No, and for him and keep him safe. Mm-hmm. You know, Donovan Donovan and I spiritually have a contract. Um, he is my assignment and he is here for a purpose and that purpose, maybe I'm not supposed to see, but I could feel it. I feel like he has his purposes big. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing. And he's a part of that. Yeah, for sure. And he is, he is a, he is a big fish in a little pond. And he makes a huge difference where he is too. He does bring joy where he's at. And he is spiritually gifted and he's emotionally gifted. And there's, you know, and I have to, and I look at the positive of what our path is and there's a mystery to it. And, you know, and I, I'm going to stop saying because I was getting depressed and sad because I don't understand how I help so many other families and, oh, and kids and I can't. Fix. Because you, listen, it's you. You have to stop saying you can't fix it. You are fixing it. You're in the process of fixing it right I now. I just want to heal him. I just want to put my hands on you him, chop his neck, and he falls. <laughs> you know, with the guy with the hair. I just want to yeah. chop his neck, and then he walks up, and he's like, you know, yeah. It's humbling, Kathy. You you can do so many things in the cosmic realm, huh? Right. Yeah. Earth is and Earth is your challenge, and it's not. Oh, so it it's humbling. It's my ass and mental health. I just, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. It's it's very humbling, and it keeps you grounded. I mean, I'm not saying that that's your purpose, and that's no. The it's a I'm path. just saying it's you know, part of it. Uh, you know, it's but keeping me you here. have to stop saying you can't fix him, because I don't think it's about fixing. It's just right. I think it's the perspective of how is it that you know for me and I'm going to talk just how I talk like God gives me this gift and it's like I can do these like really crazy and then here he- I see this my sweet little boy and it's like I it's like I'm um, he will not allow me to do right, it right right, and I have to remember that he won't allow me because I've yeah. said you know because in the middle of the night I sage him and he's like get that shit away from me yeah you know he won't let me yeah. and I have to understand I can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped right and he understands the big picture of it but I just feel like you know what all I need to do is love him and I'm just going to love him It's right. hard. It just has to look different. Right. That's all there is. Right. That's all there is. But I appreciate, I appreciate talking about it and I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the support I got from the circle and my friends and it was different. This was a different, this. I well, learned, because yeah. for the first time you have a public platform Yeah, and people were needing to know where well, I, you were. Yeah. Yeah, where are you? You actually happened the night you had a crowdcast scheduled, and Sophie had to reach out and cancel the event. And that, you know, that was like a domino effect of people like, Where are you? And we had to address that for the first time. Like you said, usually you can hedgehog it, right? Right. And just like curl up. Yeah, right. And it is, and it's just me, you know, checking on you and Sophie. And, um, right. This time it was. It was a public platform, yeah, which has never happened before. No, and so the lesson was: it was totally okay for you to say, "I need help. I'm really not okay." And it was amazing, the outpouring of support and love. It was amazing. It was really great, including donations to Devereaux. Oh my gosh! And yeah, because I wrote a children's book for Donovan called "The Healing Patch." I spoke about it a while ago, it was like in the beginning, and I and for mental health, we I totally sent um, I sent um, I sent out a free copy to everybody on behalf of um, on Patreon on Patreon um, on behalf of Donovan to spread that you know um, we do them that we do the best we can to love the people that we love and that you know in the meantime don't not losing yourself is, is the key don't lose yourself in trying to love others including your children because if you don't help yourself you can't help them anyway. Right. And so there's a self care that has to happen and the mental health care. So I I I am still working on my on my mental health and making sure that I'm doing what I have to do to stay focused every day and do the work and and Donovan too. Yeah. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna it's it going always is be okay. It's always is. Oh, I think I <sighs> I think I'm yeah, I think I'm, um, I'm Thank you. Having- Thank you, Patreon Circle. Thank you all for listening Thank you to for those stri- of you who came to visit us at the um, show that we had in oh Fishkill. Oh my god, it was so great. We'll talk about that next time, maybe. Yeah. Uh There's fun stuff up on Etsy and there's fun crowdcasts coming and keep it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Nico just walked in and he is farting <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> He's laughing that just about made it. My That's day. so Thanks, funny. go. Coco. Thanks All for right. that. Well, On that note, yes. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Okay. Thanks, Don. Love you. Love you too. Love, yourself. Love you so okay. Bye. Bye, guys. Open up my window.